It's a simple recipe, but it would mean so much to me. Turn on the gas and make me feel fine. All I wanna say is, just give me some hot pizza. Steve all here with another episode of Financial Pizza. It's the only podcast that features clips and more from some of the best financial radio shows and podcasts heard around the country each and every week. And we feature some of the best advisors, too. We bring it to you hot, fresh, and in 30 minutes or less. Hey, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and share the podcast. We'd really appreciate that. Coming up today, we've got some views on annuities from Coach Pete DeRuta and Brian Quaranta. Eric Carney tackles the age-old question, so when can I retire? Kevin Frisbee's got estate planning on his mind, and Dave Perkins has his own way of explaining annuities. That and more just ahead. So, it was another week. And frankly, I'm glad it's over. That was the week that was. It's over. Let it go. That was the week that was. It started Plenty way of what else this week from a number of different places. Uh, let's start with the GDP numbers. The U.S. economy grew at a 2.9% rate to end 2022. Now, that was faster than expected, especially with runaway inflation and rising interest rates last year. According to a Bloomberg survey of economists, they expected it to rise by 2.6%. Is it enough to fend off a recession? We'll see. As my parents used to say when I asked if we were going to the amusement park, we'll see. Word from the University of Michigan, the U.S. consumer sentiment showed improvement in January to 64.9. That's actually up from 59.7 in December. So what's the takeaway from that? Consumer confidence rose for the second straight month on lower energy prices and better financial market conditions. Assessments of personal finances are improving that's supported by higher income and easing pressures. But sentiment remains well below the pre-pandemic level of 101 that was hit in February of 2020 and the more recent high of 88.3. That was in April of 2021. Well, 3M has announced they're going to be cutting some 2,500 jobs this year. That translates to about 2.6% of its global workforce. They say fourth quarter sales were down nearly 6% year over year. And the market reacted. 3M shares fell just over 6% this week. Small business is reporting a surge in hiring, and that makes things a little more complicated for the Fed in their effort to curb inflation. The Wall Street Journal says small companies have been responsible for all the net job growth in the U.S. since the onset of COVID, adding that it accounts for almost four out of five available job openings. That's interesting. So what's the takeaway? Well, the Fed is going to have a tougher time slowing the economy and keeping inflation at bay. So look for more interest rate hikes. Oh, boy. Hey, you still feeling good about working from home? I think things are changing on that horizon. Remote jobs made up just over 13% of postings on LinkedIn last month. Now, that's down from 20% in March. Other job sites showing much the same. Employers are finding out that they can be pickier at choosing an employee and not offering the WFH option. Does that change the way you look for work? How about this? According to a paper co-written by economics professor Yongsik Shin, the top 10% of earners have cut back on the number of hours worked. In the 25 to 39 age group, high-earning men 
who would be described as workaholics, were scaling back hours. They still work more than most everybody else, but just not as much. And finally, in the I didn't see that coming file, Texas saw the largest net population gain for the one-year period that ended July 1, 2022, reporting some 450,000 people packed up and headed for the Lone Star State. Wherever did they come from? Here's a shock for you. California and New York. Their populations declined by 300,000 each. And in Florida, more than 400,000 people now calling the Sunshine State home. That's the data released by the U.S. Census Bureau and U-Haul. They were cited in a report released by Bank of America Global Research. All right, the oven is warm, the ingredients are mixed. Let's start putting this thing together. And we begin with America's wealth coach and best-selling author, Coach Pete Deruta, and his show Financial Safari. Now in this clip, along with producers Thomas Lipscomb and Morgan Patrick, they're talking about creating a solid income plan in retirement, all while keeping an eye on taxes. All right, so we're, we're focusing on this uh, very important topic today. It's 10 great tips for managing money in retirement. We talked about how tax efficiency is the vital, the most vital part. Who, who cares what kind of income you're getting if you have to give most of it to Uncle Sam or, or yep. the state? And so we talked about TNS strategies, tax navigation strategy, making sure that you, when you do come time to take money out, you're taking it out of the right tax bucket, preferably tax-free, but combining these to keep you in the lowest tax bracket as possible can can really make a big difference in the bottom line of your retirement income. I, I think you're hitting on something, Coach, because so many people, they don't even think about taxes. <laughs> I mean, they're thinking about their bottom line, yeah. but taxes could be huge, huge yep. hit to you. Well, there's a lot of financial advisors more worried about getting a better return for you than they forget about the most important part. It's, it's how much you get to keep of that return. Yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so I am a RICP, Retirement Income Certified Professional. We deal a lot about this. is a designation for the American College, three intensive classes and exams, by the way. Way. It wasn't any fun when I was doing it, <laughs> but it's fun to get done with it. It was fun to pass the test, but too, by the way. I bet but it was. But it's all about making sure that we that we factor in taxation where income too, because Thomas, a lot of people forget about taxation. They do. They can't forget about do. it. But it's no, there. you can't. Yeah. No. Uncle no. Sam will make sure you don't forget about it. Not going away. <laughs> Send you a nice away. little letter that if you ever get those letters for the one time they sent me one, it's just saying that I overpaid. But I was like, well, I didn't want to open that envelope. <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of like getting a report card back in the day. Yeah. Well, I don't remember. I thought I did good, but I don't know. <laughs> oh lord, that's funny. <laughs> so again, taxes number two is focus on creating retirement income. We mm -hmm. talked about it. And when you retire, most experts recommend that you worry less about returns and more on figuring out how to turn your retirement assets into a reliable retirement income. And in fact, we talked about how research indicated that retirees who have guaranteed their lifetime retirement income are happier and much less stressed than retirees who make unpredictable withdrawals from their retirement accounts. And finally, on this one subject here, annuities are one way to turn retirement savings into a predictable income stream. The problem with annuities are there, there's too many of them out there, yep. and there's too many people selling them and not planning with them. In other words, they're all excited about selling one or two annuities, but it doesn't really matter what your situation is. Annuities are a good fit, Thomas, when they are a good fit. They're a bad fit when they're a bad fit. And just the word annuity doesn't mean you're in the best one. No. There's a lot of bad ones. We've seen a whole lot of bad ones. Variable annuities I don't like at all. There's some good ones out there, but you have to know that uh, they have to work as part of a plan. And the only way we can figure out if, it, if it's a fit or not is to talk to you and see what your situation is, what you need, and then see if an annuity is a good fit or not for that. Financial Safari is the show that started it all for Coach Pete. You can hear it on multiple radio stations around the country. The flagship station, though, is 106.1 FM Talk in Raleigh, North Carolina. You can hear it on the iHeartRadio app, 
as well as Google, as well as Apple, or wherever you get a podcast. To learn more, visit FinancialSafari.com. That's FinancialSafari.com. To learn more about Coach Pete, visit PeteOnDemand.com. PeteOnDemand.com. Pizza! So let's stay with annuities for a moment. And for that, we're going to call on Brian Quaranta at Secure Money Advisors. Here, Brian breaks down the different kinds of annuities. Depending on who you talk to, they're going to tell you annuities are they're great, or they're going to tell you annuities are bad, stay away from them. Um, you know, and a lot of the old annuities out there used to be not so good because, you know, when you'd put your money into them, um, you weren't able to get your money back out very easily. Um, and they really weren't priced as well as what they are today. But the index annuity was created in 1995. Uh, as a matter of fact, Susie Orman's got a great book called The Road to Wealth. And in there, she's got a whole section on annuities. And she talks about the different types of annuities. And there's, there's three basic types. There's a fixed annuity, which is no different than a bank CD. You're just going to get a fixed rate of return. Right now, you can get a fixed rate anywhere between 3 to 4%, uh, mm -hmm. depending on what company you work with. But it's very plain vanilla, very simple. You get that rate, and that's all you get, right? There's no, nothing to do with the markets. Then you have variable annuities. Um, variable annuities invest your money in the stock market. Uh, but they also come with bells and whistles that you can add to those annuities, which are called riders. You can have a death benefit rider. You can have an income rider. And those riders can be a little bit misleading as far as how they're sold to the, the, the client. And the reason I say that is because a lot of people will own an annuity, uh, a variable annuity, and they'll say, well, hey, no matter what the market does, this thing's going to pay me 7% or 8% a year. Uh, and the reality is that's just not true. And, and people are very disappointed when I show them that that is not true. Um, and a lot of people are very disheartened uh, when they find out the truth about the fact that you're not going to get this guarantee of six or seven percent. Believe me, folks, if something like that existed, I'd have a hundred percent of my money in an account like that. Um, <laughs> of course but you it, would. It, yeah, I you think know, we really, all would. <laughs> I, right. We all would. Um, but uh, and then the other type of annuity is, a, is an indexed annuity. And this is a type of annuity where you can uh, mitigate uh, uh, risk uh, and volatility, uh, but still participate a little bit in the market. And the way it would work is you can uh, your interest rate is is uh, is linked to a stock market index like the S&P 500. And you can participate if the market goes up. So let's say the S&P 500 goes up 10 percent. Uh, depending on what annuity company you might use, let's say the participation rate is 60%. So that means the market goes up 10%, you would get 60% of that. That would be 6%. If the market went up 20%, you'd get 60% of that. That would be about 12%. And that's what you would receive. Well, what's the benefit of only getting 60%? Well, in retirement, you don't need 100% of the returns. What you have to do is protect yourself from 100% of the losses. So if the market goes down because you were willing to only accept 60% on the upside, you don't lose anything on the downside. So the worst thing that could happen is, let's say you put money into an indexed annuity and the market goes up 10%, you get 60% of that. So your 100,000 would go to 106,000. And let's say the next year the market goes down 50%. Well, if you were in the stock market, you would lose half your money. But if you're in an indexed annuity because you were willing to accept 60% of the upside, you don't lose anything when the market goes down. So you still have 106,000. That's the benefit of an indexed annuity. Quite frankly, I, I really like them. I personally own them in my own portfolio. But again, not everybody is going to be in a situation where they should own one of those types of, of, of programs. But it certainly is a viable instrument to potentially look at for retirement planning. 
You can hear Brian's show Saturday mornings at 8 on 94.5 3WS in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, or on the iHeartRadio app, the website securemoneyadvisors.com, securemoneyadvisors.com. You can reach Brian and his team by calling them 800-662-6808 or text pizza to 600-700. Now, just one more thing about annuities. Our own Dave Perkins looks at annuities as if they were rock and roll bands. How are annuities like rock stars? There's so much confusion about annuities and not enough awareness that there are different kinds of annuities. Some people may want to shy away from them because of something they heard. So to clear up the confusion, it may be easier to compare annuities to rock stars. Here we go. Give it up for the Variable Annuity Band. Yeah, the crowd's loving it. They very well could get an outstanding show. They certainly deserve it because they paid enough for the tickets. Now that's if the Variable Annuity Band shows up, sober, into the mood to perform that night, instead of being late and then picking a fight with people in the front row. That's after tearing up their hotel room before and driving the concert organizers crazy with ridiculous demands in their rider. Variable annuities perform well when the stock market performs well. If the economy's booming, you're rocking with a variable. However, they can also lose as much as the market, so there's a big risk. And they're expensive with riders, sub-account, mortality, and expense fees. Now, ladies and gentlemen, the fixed annuity band. You're going to get a decent show. You don't have to worry that they won't show up. No fights with the audience members. No biting heads off rodents. But it's just a decent show. Step up from the, say, hotel lounge cover band. You see, fixed annuities are very reliable. They're immune from market downturns, but the rate is fixed. It doesn't change. That means that while there's no risk, they also earn less than other annuities during good market times. And finally, give it up for the fixed indexed annuity band. Crowd loves them. They really love them. Great band, great ticket price. They show up. They put on a great show. You've got nothing to lose with this band. Fixed indexed annuities pull from the best of variable and fixed. Big rewards like the variable, no risk like the fixed. The fixed indexed annuity grows at a rate that is related to the stock market. And if the market were to crash, your dollar amount is safe. Your financial professional can go over all the right strategies suited to you in making sure that you have a retirement plan that includes growth, protection, and income. Very nice indeed. I guess annuities are more like rock and roll bands than I thought. So how do you know when it's time to retire? In this segment, Eric Carney says there are questions you need to answer to get a clear picture if the time is right. We get that phone call too, you know, when somebody says, you know, I want to work till 65, 68, even 70. Sometimes we just get that phone call and, and I hear it in their voice right away. And they're like, Eric, I'm done. And so, like I said, I mean, we've got to be prepared for that. And there's a lot of people who want to go into their 60s. They want to be absolutely prepared at every single age for all the what ifs, because, I mean, there could be family issues, there could be economic issues, there could be financial issues, there could be healthcare issues. And a lot of times as we get older, you got to remember what's happening with our coworkers. They're coming in much younger. And so what we're seeing is, is that the older generation just sometimes says, look, there's new young Younger management they just do things a lot differently you know you you might be doing the same thing for a very long time and all of a sudden somebody comes in and changes everything technology
technology sometimes changes everything. And there's a lot of people that say, you know what, I thought I thought I had a lot more in my tank, but I just don't. We have to be prepared for all those what ifs and all those financial hurdles. And I just feel like this past year, you know, I, I bring this up a lot, but this past 12, 15 months has been such a game changer for everyone, such a life-changing experience in so many ways. And COVID has affected everyone in one way or another. How we're seeing it though, is that people are significantly more concerned now about their finances. So before it was like, yeah, I really need to come in and get a, a second opinion. Now it's like, you know what? Now we're really questioning where we are. We're questioning our current financial situation. We're questioning the relationship that we have with our advisor. We're questioning if we're on track to do well. And so before you think about you know, where you are, you want to start to plan for all the what ifs. And then that way you can keep planning for your life. If you've got enough in the tank to keep going, great. But if all of a sudden you fall short and you feel the need to retire unexpectedly, let's be prepared for that. I mean, this is what we have to do is we've got to be prepared for all this stuff. I mean, the thing is, is that when somebody comes in, the one of the questions that I always ask them is, if you could change one thing about your finances, what would it be? And there's a lot of times where people say, I wish I didn't procrastinate as long as I did to come in and see you. Mm -hmm. And so that is the common denominator. It's not about, I wish I had more money. You would think that that would be the typical answer. There, a lot of people say, I just wish that, you know, I did something about this a while ago. We had a couple come in a few weeks ago and they said, we've been working with our advisor for a very long time. We like them. We trust them, but we don't feel that, that they're capable of handling our needs. But yet we felt comfortable there, even though we knew something was kind of off. And so when they came in to see me, we showed them a lot of missed opportunities. And there was kind of, of, a, of an eye-opening experience for them. And he's like, I really have a hard time changing because I feel connected to these guys. But I also feel that I need to move on for our best interest. So the time period that we procrastinate really provides you with lost opportunity that is incredibly difficult or near impossible to ever gain back again. So as we approach, you know, 55 up to 60, we really have to make planning for retirement a priority because it just makes it so much easier when you get into your 60s. That's good stuff for sure. You can hear Eric's show, Wealth Works Radio, on News Radio 1580 WCCF in Punta Gorda, Florida, or on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, well, wherever you get a podcast. Don't forget, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcast as well, and you will find him there. Eric is with Retirement Wealth in Cape Coral, Florida. Visit the website, ericcarneyadvisor.com. That's E-R-I-C-K-E-A-R-N-E-Y, advisor.com. You can also find him on television. Saturdays and Sundays, check your local listings for times and channels. Give him a call here, 800-662-6808, or text pizza to 600-700. Pizza! In this next clip, Kevin Frisbee breaks down the five documents you need to have before anything should happen. It's more than just a will. But when you talk about getting your affairs in order, I've been preaching this, Steve, for years in our <laughs> asset preservation workshop. We actually have attorneys that we bring in to speak to these matters. So the, the, the couple things you just mentioned, the durable power of attorney. Well, what happens if you become incapacitated? Who's going to be able to sign your paycheck or your tax return or pay your bills, those type of things? The last will and testament, I would call that the third most important document, not, not, uh, not the most important. But if you haven't done a will and you know something happens to you, you pass away, it's going to go to your next of kin. And sometimes that's not who people want their assets to go to. Very and true. Especially if you have a mixed family, I mean, which is very common these days. 
Absolutely. I would say the most important document is the healthcare directive, meaning if you get incapacitated and you now somebody needs to make decisions on your healthcare, and are they going to pull the plug or not pull the plug? And are they going to administer different uh, you know uh, thing medical things that need to get done? You can tell I'm not a doctor, right? I've stumbled over that for a little bit, <laughs> but yeah. the, the the point being is. And, and make sure you pick somebody to, to be that uh, healthcare directive that actually can and will make decisions for you. Not Usually kids won't uh, and don't like to make those type of decisions. Right. And then you've got uh, making sure your, uh, your, your transfer on death type of accounts, meaning what kind of accounts you have. You're, usually bank accounts have this. They're basic uh, savings accounts, checking accounts. They, they call them TODs, transfer upon death. And you put a name to them that that's going to go to and Sometimes it can be different than a beneficiary. And then getting the beneficiary designations. Here's the, the one thing that I can help clients with when we look at setting up retirement accounts or just investment accounts in general is, are we going to put the proper beneficiaries? And I have people come in sometimes, Stephen, and I'll ask them, all right, if you're married, great. Make the assumption your, your spouse is the primary beneficiary. And then who do you want for contingents? And then some people start to really trip over this. And think, all right, I got kids, I got grandkids, and start thinking about putting grandkids that are the younger than 18 years old. And whoa, 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 let's step back here for a second. Let's talk through this. And I have these conversations all the time with people saying, let's let's play this movie to the end. Let's make sure things are going as you want them to. And uh, and, and make sure your beneficiary designations are up to date. And it also, by putting specific people and percentages on your investment accounts, that can probably avoid, or not probably, it will avoid probate. And so that's important to some people for privacy. Again, those are the kinds of things. I mean, it's something that obviously you can help us with or direct us to somebody who can help us. It's it's not necessarily an expensive proposition, but certainly one that, that can, boy, you talk about alleviate stress and, and anxiety. Having those in the safe is is really just just rest reassurance. It's reassuring and it's important to get them done. And again, some people come in, we'll have the conversation. Have you gotten things done? As I said, the most important, the healthcare directive, the second most important, the durable power of attorney for financial. And then the last will and testament is the, is the third on that list. And just to, again, it's a peace of mind thing, Steve, right? Yeah. I mean, absolutely. God forbid something happens. You don't have to be old to get these things done. It just get them done while you're, while you can, while you can, while you can make those decisions. And if you have kids or grandkids that are 18 years old or up, they need these documents in place as well, because if they something happens medically and you have a, an 18 year old child um, and all of a sudden, who's going to be able to make those decisions? If, if something needs to be made, who's going to be able to call the hospital and get information on that person if you don't have that directive in place? Because at that point, at 18, they're adults. I know I've talked about this before, but it's just so important to have those documents in place. You just never know when life's going to throw you a curveball. Hey, you can hear Kevin's show Financial Safari Weekends on multiple radio stations throughout the state of Maine. And you can call him here, 800-662-6808, or text PIZZA to 600-700. To learn more, visit nafinancialadvisors.com. That's nafinancialadvisors.com. Pizza! One final clip, and it is once again Coach Pete DeRuda along with Thomas Lipscomb and Morgan Patrick. Well, it's tough. It's really tough these days to just when you think you have a grip on the financial world, something happens to show you you don't. Mm, isn't that the <laughs> right? truth? Morgan, how many times in your life have you thought you understood something completely only to have you 
being awoken and seeing that you weren't. Oh, I mean, how many times financially woke have we have we have we gotten to that pro status in our own mind, and all of a sudden we realize we're amateurs? I know. Well, I mean, it happens. I mean, just when you think you're an expert is when you're probably not. I mean, Mm -hmm. we have two issues to get people in more trouble in the money world than ever before: fear and greed. Mm -hmm. So fear, well, two fears. There's a FOMO, fear of missing out. Sure. And then the real fear of not holding something on the way down. And so when we when we're watching the stock market go up like crazy, greed kicks in. Let's say we bought a stock. Let's say we bought a stock for a dollar a share and it went up to five dollars a share. So we've got a, we we bought a thousand shares at a dollar. Now it's worth five dollars a share. The proper strategy there says to at least liquidate as much of, of the stock that you need to get back the money you invested. Okay. So sure. about 20% of the stock you could liquidate. Now you have 80% of the stock still in your account. Yet, even if it went to zero, you haven't lost any money because you've got your cost out. I like that. I like that. That <laughs> right? makes sense. Yeah. But here's what, here's what the average investor will do. It goes from one to five. And what does the average investor do? What do you think they do, Morgan? Sell it off. No, they buy more. <laughs> Because they don't want to miss the up, even though they're already up. Look at the golden pony. And then sometimes <laughs> they're buying right at the plateau, and then it comes right back down again. Like gotcha. you reach the top of Mount Everest, and then it comes down. Yeah. yeah. No mountain goes to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> Mountains come, and they go down. Like they go up, and they come down. So, And actually, more people die who climb Mount Everest. More people die on the way down than the way up, because they're not quite paying as much attention after they've they battled the mountain and, and became victorious, victorious over the market, sure. the mountain. But on the way down, it, we have to be careful. Therefore, when we have a gain to stock, the proper strategy would be maybe to liquidate some of that gain because I always say you are not up until you're out. Mm-hmm. So as long as you're piling more and more money into the stock, even if even if it's going up, you don't have any profit because you haven't liquidated any of it. You're putting more and more money in. Thomas, we see this a lot, unfortunately, in the money world. We do. And something that strikes me about what you're talking about right now is truly just having that strategy, that plan in place. Because it sounds to me like there may be a lot of folks out there who, who get into a market, who get into a mutual fund, whatever it may be, don't actually have an exit plan in place to know if this hits this, then I want to do this. If it does this, then I want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, well, whatever you said, it sounds good to me. Yeah. yeah. It sounds really good. <laughs> but it's just to make sure you understand why you're in the stock to begin with. And I always say never get into a stock or real estate or anything that has risk attached to it until you know in your mind when you're going to get out. Hmm. So don't get in until you have an exit strategy how you're going to get out. And it's not, you know, we, we fall in love with stocks. Sure Everybody do. does. I have too in the past. But what you have to know is the stock doesn't love you back a lot of times. And so <laughs> liquidating a little bit of it, if it's up big, to help prevent you from ever having a loss because you've, you've already got, got, your, you've got your money back that you invested – and the stock, you still have some stock. That's a great investment strategy, I think, for a lot of people. Exit strategy, an important part of investing in the market. Give Coach Pete and the team at Capital Financial a call at 800-662-6808, or you can text pizza to 600-700. Financial Safari, heard on radio stations around the country. It originates in Raleigh, North Carolina. To learn more about Coach Pete, visit PeteOnDemand.com. You can visit CapitalFinancialUSA.com to learn more about how they may be able to help you. So there you have it. Episode 179 of Financial Pizza is complete and ready for digital delivery. If you'd like Financial Pizza delivered to you every week, just subscribe to it. We'll put it in your podcast collection automatically. Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Apple, anywhere you get podcasts. And as long as you're subscribing, you should rate and share it. We've got pizza for everybody. Financial Pizza does feature clips and more from some of the best financial radio programs and podcasts around the country every week bring it to you hot fresh in 30 minutes or less and remember you can reach any of the advisors featured here by giving them a call at 800-662-6808 or just text pizza to 600-700 if you want to reach me send me an email steve at financialpizza.com 
I want to thank Dave Perkins and Chris Paradis for contributing content for this week's podcast. Financial Peace is produced and written by me, Steve Sabella. It originates from the studios of broadcasting experts. Hey, thanks for listening, everybody. I really do appreciate it. We'll be back next week with another episode of Financial Pizza. I'm Steve Sabella. Pizza. Coach P Radio. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Neither Peter J. Deruta or his guests are liable for the usage of information discussed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Annuity guarantees are based solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing company. Individuals should thoroughly review the contract for specific details of the product features and costs. Income payments and withdrawals from deferred annuities are generally taxable as ordinary income in the year they are taken. Money management is provided by Equus Capital Management. Equus is an SEC-registered investment advisor located in San Rafael, California. Investment advice by Capital Financial Advisory Group, LLC, a North Carolina-registered investment advisor. Insurance advice given by Capital Financial and Insurance, a North Carolina-licensed insurance agency.